we're beginning a new sermon series called In the Beginning, where we'll look at some of the foundational texts from the Old Testament. And today we have the second creation story from the second chapter of Genesis, verses 4 through 17. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. It was then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden. From there it divides and it becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall also die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of this sermon be faithful ever and only to you. And may your Holy Spirit be with us each, opening our hearts and minds to what you would say to us this day. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The author David Brooks has said that there are two types of logic that govern our lives. One type of logic he calls utilitarian logic. This is the logic that gets things done. It is a logic that is about inputs and outputs, actions and results. It's the kind of logic that tells us if we work hard, we will get these rewards. It's a utilitarian, a very useful kind of logic. But there is another kind of logic that he thinks governs our life in a broader sense. And this is what he calls gift logic. And the way this logic works is that human beings recognize that all that we have been given is actually a gift from God. That it's not even our own. That it is a gift that the world that we live in is a gift from God, that the money that we have is not ours, that it too is a gift from God. 
And when you live in this kind of gift logic, suddenly service and relationships become more important. You're not concerned so much with being a success as you are concerned with serving other people and being in relationship with them. Our creation story today is about gift logic and about the early humans who confused it with a utilitarian point of view. There are two creation stories in Genesis. I'm sure the one you're more familiar with is Genesis 1 that begins, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was a formless void. This is the beginning where God creates each day. And at the end of each day, God says, And God saw that it was good. In that first creation story, God is completely acting out of God's divine will, out of God's divine love. It is God acting out of God's love that creates the world and everything that is in it and that creates human beings. I've said this to you before, but the thing to remember about Genesis 1 is that it is not the story of how the world is created. It is the story of who created the world. Everything in Genesis 1 is about God and what God does. So now we have this creation story in Genesis 2 that shows God creating humanity and creating the Garden of Eden. And the story in Genesis 2 is not so much the story of who created, is it is the story of how human beings should faithfully respond to their creation. That's what Genesis 2 is about. Genesis 2 is all about gifting. The Lord God created the world and made it good and gave it as a gift to humanity. The Lord God, out of his goodness, created humanity out of the earth and God gave humans dominion over the land, over the plants, and over the animals. And so the question for Genesis 2 is not who did this thing. We know that it is God. The question for Genesis 2 then is how are we supposed to be faithful with this gift of creation that we have been given? We find within the story that there are three ways that people should live. Three different facets of the divine purpose for humans. And to live into only one or two of them is to become unbalanced. Let me tell you what I mean. We are told, first of all, that part of God's divine purpose for people is that they should have freedom. Remember, we are told that everything in the garden is permissible. All of the trees that have all of the good stuff to eat, all of them are permissible. And so there is permission giving and freedom that is a part of the divine purpose that God gives humanity. That's not the whole story, is it? Because there's also prohibition. There are things that are not good for human beings, and God gives the divine no. There is a tree. You may eat of everything, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you may not eat. There is a divine no. And so for all of our lives, there is freedom, but there are also limits given to us by Almighty God. And we are supposed to live within our limits and also within our freedom. 
But then the last one that God gives, the divine facet of human purpose, is vocation. The human being given in the Garden of Eden is told that he was given the land in order to work it. He will be given work from Almighty God. Now, we call work that is a calling upon people's life, we call that vocation. And in some instances, your job in life may also be your vocation. That happens a lot for me. I was called by God to be what I am today. And in the world that we live in, that's also my paid work. But I have another vocation, and that is caring for my family, a family that was given to me as a gift from God. And that is part of my vocation in the world. Vocation is that work which is given to you by God and that serves other people. If we were to have a human being who had too much freedom, who felt that everything was permissible and nothing was off limits, we wouldn't have a healthy human being, would we? If we had a human being who thought that anything was allowed, everything was okay, we would have a human being who would invariably hurt others in their exercise of their freedom. To have one facet of the divine purpose outweighing another is a perversion of who we are supposed to be. Think of it this way. If we had a person who only lived with their limits, who could only see all the things that were wrong and all the ways that God said no, and they never experienced any freedom or beauty of the world, we would have a person who was not living into the full calling that God has called them to be. And in the same way, when we have someone who leans too hard into their vocation or their work, they too become a warped human being. Now, if there is one thing that marks our culture today, it's that we are a people who like to identify ourselves by our work, by what we get done. We are a community that justifies who we are by talking about all the things that we have done in our life. Not necessarily the things that serve other people, but it's really called workism, as a scholar Derek Thompson has described it. And workism is the idea that we get our meaning from our work. That all of the things we used to get from our religious communities, a sense of belonging, community, and an identity, suddenly we get it from our work. This also leads to a human being who isn't the balanced person that God has called us to be. We have to be a people who have freedom and permission given in our lives to enjoy life and all that it brings. We also have to be a people who knows that God gives us limits, that we are limited so that we don't hurt ourselves and one another, and we are a people who live out our vocation, God's calling upon our lives. Those are the three elements that every human being should have in order that they can be the fullest creation that they can be. That is what God intended for us. But we live in an imperfect world. And we often get out of balance. 
on those three areas of the human purpose. And so my challenge for you as you go out into the world, as you are living your life this week, is to think, am I living into the freedom and permission that God has given me? Am I living into the limits that God places on all people? And am I living into work in a healthy way? That's your job this week, to think in terms of those three things and to hold it up as a mirror to yourself to see if you are the balanced human being that God created. Because the bottom line is this. There are two trees in the Garden of Eden, and one of those is the tree of life. And God intends for each of us to have life and to have it in abundance. And the way we do that is by living into freedom, but also our limits, and to living into a work that helps other people. It's not my job to define these things for you. It is my job to challenge you to think about them. What is your work given by God that helps you serve other people? Maybe it's raising your family. Maybe it's helping at the church. I will tell you, every time we have a funeral, there's this group of people who come together and provide care for those who have lost someone. And it is one of the most beautiful acts of vocation I have ever seen. And guess what? It's not their day job. Whatever it is, you are called to figure out how you serve and how you love and how you live in freedom and also how you live within your limits. Because God wants you to eat of the tree of life and be the very best of God's creation that you can be. May we all be challenged and may we all say amen to living into the fullness of God's created beings.